we set ourselves up to continue the cycle of poverty and oppression to put us in a position where people can talk down on us and treat us as if we're lesser, but we're not. So why would we not tap into Wi-Fi money or an industry where you can make money in your sleep or at your job or whatever, wherever it is? You know, my goal is to have as many young people educated on how, how you can make this type of money and, and set up generational wealth and then go back and teach your parents and, and teach kids so that we can gain regain the power that we once had. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oglesby and Scott Show. This podcast holds the belief that business and investing are team sports. We drop gems to help you turn your capital into generational legacy. We're sharing with you the best stories of successful African-American business owners and entrepreneurs. Todd Consultant presents the Vending Machine Business Webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands per month, and how it has unlimited scale. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. And now, here are your hosts, Miss Flippin' in Heels, Roshana Scott, and Mr. Todd Millionaire himself, Charles Oglesby. Charles Oglesby. This is the Oglesby and Scott Show. My name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Todd Millionaire of Todd Capital with Miss Rashonda Scott, the Realtor of the Year in Chicago, the Realtor of the Decade in Chicago, uh, of Flipping in Heels. How you been, Miss Rashonda? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm blessed. And she also just became a managing broker. So shout out to that. Now she can start having people work underneath her. You know, that's always the goal. So uh, really cool things happening. We released the episode last week. We're going to be ramping it up and just getting more content out for the people. Powerful content, inspiring stories. Speaking of which, we have a special guest today. You guys probably seen her on the internet. She has um, like 2 million followers. Wi-Fi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was recently, well, not necessarily recently, but she was on the Earn Your Leisure Market Mondays with a really great show about how she was making money, trading options, making money in the stock market. And she released a book. She also has her own makeup brand. She also um, has been on several TV shows and just really killing the game. So it's going to be a great conversation. She goes by the name Masika Kalisha. And welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. So the very first question we ask people is uh, basically, who are you and where are you from? Okay. Well, as you said, my name is Masika Kalisha, and I have to say that is my real name. People always like, oh, so what's your real name? As if I can make that up. (laughs) So um, I love my African name, and I choose to use it, and I choose to have people pronounce it and say all of it instead of, you know, abbreviating it. I like to put them both together. If you can say Donatella Versace or Givon, say my black ass name every time. Uh, So I am from the South side of Chicago, born and raised Um, from Chicago. I moved to Atlanta and then I moved to LA where I currently reside. Um, I am a mom entrepreneur. Um, I'm a singer, actor, writer, entertainer, business owner. Um, as you mentioned, um, I have my brand, Kari Barbie Beauty, that I'm wearing today, um, a full cosmetic line. We also have organic hair oils that I make like crack in the kitchen from scratch. <laughs> and then we send it off to be bottled. Um, and then, you know, recently, I started a new company called Stock Market Tips from a Bad Bitch. And um, I have my private stock club as well as my workbook slash 
planner available now. And, um, you know, the very cool thing about, about kind of how that started, it was like a total accident. Um, you know, there was a few black men that actually, you know, I learned about investing from, um, the first being my daughter's father, that's all the credit he would get. So we're going to end it there. And, um, then, you know, I just, I wanted to learn more and, you know, I had my wealth advisors and things like that, but I really wasn't seeing the type of return that I knew I could get. So, um, you know, I just stumbled upon these two black men on the internet, um, Wall Street Trapper and Todd Capital. And, um, you know, I, I reached out and, you know, figured which course to, to buy. And, you know, I started kind of just looking at the courses and I didn't even finish completing um, the courses. But literally in the beginning, like first two weeks that I was like going through the courses um, that, that you have available and that Wall Street Trapper had available, I think I learned more from you, him and my daughter's father than I had in four years trying to learn from any of these white people at Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, or, you know, any of these other companies. I remember when I was on the phone, uh, my wealth advisor, Marilyn Booker, I love her. She's absolutely amazing. Um, she had me on the phone with, well, she had uh, someone over my account. Cause honey, I didn't make enough for, for Marilyn to just single-handedly manage my account. She does the billions, you know, but she's just, she's so amazing. So my wealth advisor that she appointed in my account, his name was actually Fortune. He was meant with his business. But I remember the first call they were trying to explain to me, like, just the difference in, in the bare bones of the market. And I was on the call, like, <laughs> what language are you speaking? You know, so that just always stuck with me. And, you know, you guys had found a way to make something so difficult more easy. And then I realized, okay, when people try to explain the market to you, they explain from their level of understanding. It's like trying to teach a baby algebra. You got to learn how to count first. You got to learn how to, you know, do your syllables. So I wanted to kind of break down the stock market in a way that was very easy for people to learn and to teach themselves. And then I wanted to make it something cool. Like I'm not some old fuddy duddy stuffy fat balding white man, you know? So it, it was important for me to get that message across that you can still be a baby okay, or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, and still figure out how to navigate this whitewashed industry. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I heard you bring that up on the earn your leisure interview. And then I heard you bring it up again here. And I was like, why is that so important? Why is it so important that people get the message about investing in wealth building from people who look like them? Man, like, you know, we want to be we, we want to be like we, the people we aspire to be like, you know, and for so long, the only way for black people to be successful is to be a rapper, um, a stripper, a dope boy, an athlete or, you know, a doctor or a lawyer. But now the doctor and lawyer isn't the cool thing anymore. You know, so when, when we we have entertainers that we follow that I love, that you love. And, you know, that's kind of like the end of the story. Like they're wealthy and all the fans are poor, you know, so it, it came to my attention. Like, I don't want my fans to be at my concerts or at my movie premieres or, you know, watching my shows and or whatever it may be. And let's say maybe they had to save up money to come see my concert. And when they're watching the show, you know, they go home and now they got to figure out how to make ends meet, but I'm going back to my mansion. You know, I feel like there's too many of, of our people that we're holding on to the knowledge, the information, the wealth, and we don't want to share it. You know, it's, it's it, I, I 100% feel like the answer to ending oppression is financial literacy and education. Um, you know, 
we're, we live in a, a westernized civilization that teaches Western education and Western education already is, is geared to diminish our contribution to society. We learn our, our place in, in life started at slavery. No, the hell it did not. We were kings and queens. And, you know, it, it's the ideology of, of trying to teach black and brown people and, and Indian people from day one that, that they started on the bottom and that, you know, our worth and our value automatically we we feel like we deserve lesser positions in, in at work. We feel like we maybe didn't deserve that raise or we feel like we don't contribute as much. We built this country on our backs. So there's no reason why we should still be oppressed as we are. You know, I brought up the example when I first was, you know, about to release my book and it, it was like the George Floyd riots were, you know, really, really rampant at that time. And, you know, when Target got destroyed by the white people, um, you know, Target, all of a sudden, now they're opening up their shelves to, we're, we're dedicating 15 or whatever they said, percent more shelves to black people. And we're giving more black people jobs. And as if black people just came out, we've been, we've been here this whole time. And, you know, people are like, oh, wow, Target, that's so great. I'm sorry. But Target has insurance. So whatever they lost, I'm sure they claim way more. And they probably made more money with those rights than they ever have with regular sales. So you know when you have a policy, if you get if you have a claim, there are certain things that you must do. They're going to raise your premiums. They might drop you, whatever the case may be. So of course they're going to start offering more shelf space to Black people and more, more this and more that because that insurance company is requiring them to do that. So no, they're not doing this a special favor, but just imagine if George Floyd or Trayvon Martin or, you know, any, any of these black individuals that were, that were murdered for being black, imagine if any of them had health insurance or, or sorry, life insurance. Do you think that we would be riding in the streets or do you think that the, the insurance company would be riding for us? We wouldn't be having to ask for police reform. The, the insurance companies would be doing that because they don't want to cut checks for our black asses. But we're not taught these things. We're not taught the importance of life insurance, not just, you know, for, for, for their living benefits, there's dying benefits. We don't set our children up to succeed. We set ourselves up to continue the cycle of poverty and oppression to put us in a position where people can talk down on us and treat us as if we're lesser, but we're not. So why would we not tap into Wi-Fi money or an industry where you can make money in your sleep or at your job or whatever, wherever it is? You know, my goal is to have as many young people educated on how, how you can make this type of money and, and set up generational wealth and then go back and teach your parents and, and teach your kids so that we can gain, regain the power that we once had. Um <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like that was a whole that was a whole word <laughs> that was an Thank entire you. mouthful. Um, so you said that your stock group started on accident. So ha- so how did that happen? And then also too, I know you mentioned like even around the time frame of you coming out with your book was, um, you know, I guess summer, you know, pan- pandemic, mid pandemic when. Um, like you said, um, all of the riots and things are going on. But um, what I guess, well, before we get before I get into the question about, um, you know, your group, what kind of pushed you into, you know, like you said, learning more about the stocks? Was it something that at that time you actively were looking for or was it it was it because of the pandemic? Was it, you know, because I know around um, like the pandemic time, right, a lot of people did get pushed into investing in the stock market because a lot of people were panicking, right? Jobs were shutting down. People were losing their jobs and and, and so many people flocked to the Internet looking for ways to make money. 
So um, was that kind of your your jump in at seriously, you know, understanding and, and trying to figure it out and taking these courses? Um, it wasn't my reason for personally jumping in, but it was my reason for creating my stock club as well as the workbook. So again, you know, when, when right after I had my daughter, I don't even know if she was, you know, she wasn't even one yet. She was a couple months old. You know, I was very unhappy, um, on Love and Hip Hop and I had actually quit and, um, I had my own show, my own production company, uh, uh, not my own production company. I had a different production company filming it and we got picked up. I didn't know that I couldn't quit. I was stuck in my contract. And, um, you know, I got the call from Mona. Um, I went on Power 106, LA's biggest um, hip hop station and announced my pregnancy. And, you know, the the airways were crazy. Everybody was, you know, trying to get interviews. So uh, I was devastated because I was just miserable. It, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. So I was talking to my daughter's father. He was like pretty much telling me like, you know, you don't have to be on TV to make all this money. I'm like, whoa, like, I mean, you know, I make good money and da da da. And he was like, yeah, there's other things that you could do behind the scenes and having money work for you. And I'm like, yeah. So, you know, he introduced me to the stock market and, you know, he pulled up his, one of his Morgan Stanley accounts and was kind of like showing me like what he did. And I didn't really understand it. He was kind of in that stage too, where he really, he really knew what he was talking about. So he wasn't able to break it down to a level that I could understand. So he was like, listen, it's going to be a waste of time to try to break this down to you today. So listen, you know, we'll talk about it later, but if nothing else, get, get a wealth advisor, get a business manager, and, you know, just kind of like gave me some steps. So I didn't know enough to know what to do, but I said, okay. So I went ahead and went to Morgan Stanley. I got a wealth advisor. I got a business manager and I noticed, you know, things were getting easier and getting better, but, um, I just didn't see again, the type of returns that he was telling me. And I'm like, I don't get it. So, you know, I tried to dabble and dabble and teach myself a little bit here and there, but I was just always so busy. So I remember like trying to really learn, um, around right before the pandemic, like around Christmas that year. And I didn't even really know what trading options was. Somebody mentioned it to me and I just literally blindly experimented, not even knowing, I didn't know the difference between a stop, a put, a call, a limit, nothing. <laughs> so I think at that point I got an Amazon option for like, it was like 300 and something dollars. Okay. And within like six days, it was up over, it was up to over like $6,000. And I was like, this was magic. I just did magic. And I was completely clueless. I'm like, oh, this, this is, this is intriguing. So I said, okay, let me pay myself back. So I put back, I put like whatever money that I spent and then I gave myself a little tip and then I was like, let me reinvest the rest and try it again. I, I, I failed. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I lost. I was like, okay, how do I do that again? So at that time I kind of found the Wall Street Trapper and I was like watching his course and then like we would, I would, you know, we would text back and forth and I would ask him questions and he would just laugh at me because, you know, every time um, it was time to put my daughter to bed, I would like send him the eyes and be like, all right, let's talk about what stocks to buy. And he was like, market's closed. I'm like, so what? I'm like, so, you know, that was kind of a funny thing. And then I found, uh, I don't even remember how I found your page. Maybe it was from his, Todd. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know why I'm calling you Todd. What, what, why are you calling yourself Todd? <laughs> I, did, I didn't think you were going to ask me that question. It's just, uh, I don't even know. That's a good question. Just a name I adopted years ago and just held on to. What do you prefer to be called? Actually, Charles is fine. It's actually okay. kind of weird. People call me Todd. So Charles is fine. <laughs> Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at partnerwithmillie, or on Instagram at todd.capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
So I'm uh, sorry about that. I got a little. Okay. So anyway, um, and then I stumbled upon your course. And I think when I did my first option that, well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Stumbled upon your course. And I remember there was a couple of times that I did something wrong and I like DM'd you and you kind of were helping me out with it. Um, but what really, really like pushed me into just diving full, full face in was because of the pandemic. I'm always so, so busy. There's never any downtime. I have 10 jobs. I'm a full-time mom, you know, so this is the first time I'm stuck at home. So I'm like, okay, I can't go anywhere and do anything that I would normally do. There's no better time for me to spend time learning this. So, you know, my daughter was out of school. We'd get up every day from nine to nine. Uh, I would pretty much, you know, do activities with her, play, pool, you know, try to get as much work done as I could, but, you know, mainly mommy mode. So when she went to bed, I would get my glass of wine and I would get my options course. I would get my Wall Street Trapper course. I would go to the internet. I would get on Robin Hood. I would go to, you know, and just the way I kind of, the way I learn, like I, I, I can't just like re- read a textbook of, of information that's not interesting to me. I can read the same page five times and not know a single word I read. Um, it's a gift and a curse. I can look you in the face and ignore you completely. Like, <laughs> so if, if it's not interesting to me, it's not going to move me. So when I, when I did my first option that I actually understood what I was doing after taking one of your courses and like doing my own research, I think I put it, it was $2,010, um, on a Monday and my, I think, I don't know if it was the ROI or the equity. One of the two was, I, I was up to like $37,000 in four or five days. So this was um, right at the end of the pandemic when Amazon, I guess their sales were shooting to the roof because no one could go to any stores. And at this point, I still didn't really get that yet. I didn't really know how to follow the trends in the market and things like that. But I said, okay, this will make me pay attention. Making $35,000 in six days from $2,000. Okay, now I got, now I'm invested. You know, so literally um, I would always give out free tips on Twitter, like business tips about like credit and, you know, contracts and things that, that I came across in this industry. Like, um, you know, that nobody told me that I wish somebody would have told me instead of, you know, getting my um, TV checks in my name, sign a loan out form and have your the checks cut to your company, then cut yourself a check and, you know, file your taxes quarterly according to your deduction. Like no one told me these things. I had to learn on my own. So I would give out free tips like that. So I started giving out free tips on Twitter about what I was learning as, as I go. Like, okay, guys, I, I just traded this. You know, I did this. I bought this. Oh, I made this. Oh, guys, I lost this. And it became this thing. People started asking like, oh, wait, you did what? Okay, wait, what about this stock? What about that stock? And I, it was still so new to me. You know, I would I would tweet a bunch of things and someone might ask me a question that I tweeted two weeks before. And I would tweet like, hey, just scroll down my timeline. I already, I already answered this question. Um, you'll see it. And they would say, well, if you're not going to tell me, then, then I don't even want to know. And it, it got to the point where people were very demanding and very pushy. And it's like, I don't work for you and I'm not a broker and I don't owe you. Um, I don't owe you anything. So um, I stopped giving those tips out and I started telling people, you know, y'all aren't grateful. I'm not giving this free tips anymore. Um, then I had fans and friends and people saying like, no, we'll pay for it. Like, please, there's certain there's certain ones of us that really want this advice. Like, don't let don't let the ungrateful people ruin it for you. Um, so that's how I opened my stock club, but I dove into, I dove into the, the stock market, like to try and learn as much as I have now. And and I'm still learning because of my first very lucrative trade. And because the pandemic allowed me the opportunity to stay home and and study, I had more time. So I probably learned much quicker than I, than I ever would have if the pandemic didn't happen. Yeah, it was definitely a 
it was a good combination combination of things because people had excess cash because they couldn't go spend it. You can't go to the clubs. You can't go to the, to the events, no concert, none of that stuff. You have the and then you can't time. go to work either. Can't go to work either. So you have the time to study, learn, all that stuff. So it was cool to see what that created because it was a time when everybody expected to be depressed and miserable. And maybe some people were, but some people found some good in that too. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, it, it definitely brought out the hustler or the what's the opposite of hustler? <laughs> the hustler or the sleeper know. and everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So um, so from there, um, you ended up uh launching you launched the book first or you launched the group or you did them you know simultaneously so, so i did this the stock club first just for um one-on-one advice and tips and things for people that wanted a little more than twitter because at the end of the day i'm like okay guys like this ain't my full-time job like <laughs> i have a career that i'm working on and i was releasing a song um at that time too so like we were about to get into um press mode for my my radio run that ended up being a virtual radio run which was actually kind of cool you know so i'm like i didn't want to just be tweeting about t- stocks stuff all the time so i created the stock club and literally like again it was the push from the fans and the supporters like can you write us a book and you know again for me like i can't just sit and write a a a, a book to teach you something in a way that i haven't that i can't learn myself so i literally just took my daily notes that i was using and things i was highlighting and circling and tabs that i had saved and and created a workbook um, slash planner for me the way i learn is to read a little bit to research a little bit to look up my own thing match that with this match that with that and then do hands-on like application of it and watch the results whether it's good or bad that's how i learn so i would literally stay up you know i would go to put my daughter to bed at nine have my wind down time maybe watch a movie and then like i would just dive into the stock market and because i'm in california i would literally stay up most nights to like 6 30 in the morning to catch opening bell because you know in new york 9 30 so i would be like sleep rubby whatever but like okay no i want to see you know i want to watch how the market fluctuates and you know that's kind of how i learn the trends that you know the market moves fastest in the first 15 minutes and you know it calms down around 11 30 and you know what the best days to trade and the worst days to trade and you know things like that then i started like monitoring certain stocks at certain times of day and then you know like certain times and i remember when i tweeted very early on in the pandemic um if you don't do anything by shopify and, and modern era or however you pronounce that freaking vaccine and you know i i got the vaccine at 25 dollars a share and everyone's like oh that's don't buy it whatever and you know not too long after that I, oh i should have bought it i should have bought it I made a killing off that, you know, so um, I got Shopify at 300 and something a share, you know, and I wish I knew what I knew now I would have bought way more than, but, you know, I still ended up, you know, buying more later, but it was, it was making those mistakes and being conservative on certain things and being risky on other things that, that pretty much taught me all the trends that I, that I now know. Um, um, how, how have you used your knowledge to help the people around you? Cause I know um, you've actually wanted, you like were helping your friends start trading too. How has that been going? Um, you know, uh, it was, oh, oh God. Um, but this is a hard one to answer. You know, at first I was all like, guys, let's make this money. Guys, look, 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 like, I'm gonna show you what you did. Like, I literally like was sharing the courses that I bought, like guys, okay, let's go through the course, let's talk about it on Monday, Mondays and, and Fridays was this was that. And I had to stop because like, I had a girlfriend that, um, asked me to borrow $250 and um i told her no um i told her what you can do is 
I'll give you $250 to put towards this option and I'll show you exactly how to do it. And oh, girl, I can't afford to do that, girl. Oh, girl, you know, I got to pay this dentist bill and I got to pay this coming up and this coming up, that coming up. I said, okay, well, how short, how, how short are you? She's like, I'm already like $1,300 short. I said, okay. I said, so you're telling me that you don't have enough to cover what you need, but you're willing to, you're willing to spend your last and still not have enough. So you're willing to go broke and still be broke and seven eat, but you're not willing to invest your last and have the possibility of making more. Mm. Like make that make sense. Oh girl, I'm not like you. I can't take the risk that you take. I said, Alicia, you just asked me to borrow $250 and once you spend that, it's gone and it still won't be enough. I am telling you that I will give you the money to invest and teach you how to invest it. So basically you want fish. I'm teaching you how to fish, but I'm giving you, the, I'm giving you the, the bait for the fish as well. And I had like, I got very angry because she was like, oh girl, well, I just don't want it then. And I had to realize like as, as passionate as I am and as much as I want my friends and my family to, to succeed and be successful and do these things, like I can't force that on you. A lot of people broke as a mentality. It's not like there's times where I had no extra money, but I was still wealthy in my mindset. Um, so I had to realize that I had to stop. I think towards the beginning of the pandemic, um, I really, really tried to get all my friends and everything. And maybe like the first few months, like, I mean, in four weeks of really tapping into the market, I made six figures from very, very, actually, if we want to be honest, I made six figures from the $2,010 I put in and in, in less than a month, because I, once I got to that point, I paid myself back and I never invested my earnings. I only reinvested profit. So even if I lost, I didn't lose. So I literally probably made almost a quarter million dollars in six weeks off of that $2,010. And I paid myself back. So basically I made it out of magic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Houdini or whatever you want to call it. So I, I, at this point, I don't really talk to my friends about it too much. Um, you know, if they ask me questions, I'm, I'm more than happy, but I do have a lot of friends that have like quietly bought my book, without even telling me, and because I don't do my own shipping, I don't really know Then they'll ask me questions and like, Oh, I looked on page such and such. I'm like, come on. So like, like I'm, I'm very passionate about it. And that is why, like I have my stock club because I can't, I don't, I can't text 10 different friends, you know, Hey, let's talk, but meet me in the stock club. We can all have the group discussion. You know, I just got my mom signed up, my sister, my dad. Um, working on my brother next, you know, so I, I do have friends and family that are interested, but I kind of stopped being so like, we got to do this. We got to, we got to, we got to yeah, get rich. Some people, some people would rather be, you know, stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. So would you consider yourself a professional trader now? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional hustler, girl. Listen, uh, and this is, this is one thing that I think is very important. Again, I didn't write a book to teach you about the stock market. That's, I'm not a broker. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a college dropout. Okay. I know how to make sure the bills get paid, keep the lights on. I know how to do that. So I I didn't write a book. I wrote a workbook for you to teach yourself. I gave you the blueprint of the things that you need to learn and to look up so that you can teach yourself at your own pace. Um, There's still a lot that I want to learn, a lot that I need to learn, but there's a lot that I know. There's a lot that I am great at managing. I I think it's very important to always be teachable and to always, you know, uh, learn more. And one thing for me, I only take advice from people that have done better than me or have accomplished something that I wish to accomplish. 
Um, so, you know, that's why, you know, I follow different pages like, like Todd Capital and Wall Street Trapper and Earn Your Leisure and, you know, things like that. I'm constantly learning more things, you know, from other people that, that have, have already succeeded in this realm. So I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert by any means. Um, but I think that I have gotten to the place where, um, I have navigated this portion very well. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not trying to be a jack of all trades. Like, yes, I do want to learn. Um, other other things I don't really know yet. Um, and, I, you know, I, I don't do Forex. I don't do this. You know, I'm trying to I want to master um, investing and trading options first. You know, once I feel like I can do that, well, investing, I, I got that down pat. Trading options, you know, there's still a lot of, you know, terms and things that I'm still learning. You know, once I feel like I have that down pat, cool, then, you know, we'll add something else to that. But um, in short, I, w- I would not say I'm an expert at all, but I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I'm definitely at a good place. Hey, ladies, this is Rashana Scott. And are you looking for a community of women real estate investors? If so, I want to take a quick second to share with you Infinity Membership. Sorry, fellas, but Infinity Membership is a women's only online community for newbie and experienced investors. Come let your hair down and join a non-judgment zone sisterhood where all of your questions about investing in real estate get answered. This is also an opportunity to learn from the best of the best. Other seasoned and successful women in the industry share their success tips often. Our live group sessions are twice a month and we support each other daily within our private Facebook group. Our sessions range from driving for dollars to working with contractors to out-of-state investing, raising private capital, marketing your deals, and so much more. Does this sound like something that you've been looking for? Well, we would love to have you. For more information, visit us at bit.ly forward slash infinity membership. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash infinity membership. I like that answer because that was actually where I was going. Um, it sounds like a lot of times when people are like successful in entertainment and maybe sports, we think it's just talent. So what I was going to say is that like two million followers, um, 2.5 <laughs> million followers. If you have um, my Facebook and my Twitter, we talking about 5 million. Though, don't, you know what I'm saying? Right. Oh. <laughs> but like, I think it's interesting because, and maybe I kind of want to see if you confirm this for me is people who are successful in other spaces, whether it's entertainment, sports, whatever, they have that grind, that drive that allows them to be successful, not just in their particular endeavor, but in other places. Like we've seen Kobe, he was killing business, Nas killing business. And so do you think that it's not so much that um, it's the lane that you're in? It's just the, the mindset that you have about what you're approaching. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you can say a combination of the two. But yeah, mindset, I think, is the, the most important thing. Um, definitely. Like, you know, there's tons of very wealthy, well-established people. Like we've seen it a hundred times. People win the lottery or athletes and the height of their, their career or, you know, rappers or singers with the hottest song out a couple years later they're doing bad and it's like how could you do that how could you lose all that money you know and i think that is the mindset the mentality because they they were in that in the lane where they had all the perks but they they didn't have that mentality if if it's like i mentioned before they were working for their money well when you stop working you're not gonna have the money (laughs) so you have to make your money work for you and once you get into that realm there's you know even even if you lose it all, you're, you're going to have invested, invested assets. So, you know, God forbid, knock on wood or whatever is over here, glass. Um, you know, if, if I lost it all, I have so much investment, you know, and I know how to get it back, you know. So 
uh, I would say mindset is probably 80% of it. Um, you spoke on Wi-Fi money. Can you talk to us about <laughs> that and how that's been doing for you too? Yeah. I mean, you know, Wi-Fi money is, you know, some of me and my girls say we didn't make it up obviously, but we, you know, we say it all the time. If you're not making money from your phone, then something wrong, you know, um, just the, I have Verizon and I can't stand Verizon, but you know, just invested in Verizon stock and pretty much my phone, my phone bill's free. Um, I invested in Peloton at the beginning of the pandemic. So I always say I got a free Peloton. Um, you know, what, one of my favorite stocks and not, not because of the actual company is because they pay high dividends is Wayne stop honey like I just my dividends alone have has paid for every dollar I invested in Wingstop and every time I eat a Wingstop I don't even like Wingstop that much but <laughs> I like the dividends you know so it's it's literally like you can make money laying in the bed, driving in the car, in your sleep, wherever you are on the airplane. Like if you haven't figured out how to take these little devices that we own all day long, wasting time and like, you know, social media is cool. But like if you're on there just to see what attention you can get, if you know that you can get the attention, then you know you can sell a product, you know, you can create a thing. And there's all there's a million ways to make money like stock market is not my only thing. That's actually the last thing I added to my empire. But, you know, I have I have my my products, my clothing store, my hair uh, products, my this, my that. Everything's online. There, there's not one store I physically sell a product in at this moment. Everything, you can click a button and add it to the cart and check out that way. So no matter what it is, and even, you know, even real estate, of course, that's tangible, but we have Zillow and Trulia and all, basically every, you could, you could never leave your house. And as long as you have your, your smart device and your internet, there's there's no limit to what you can do you don't even need college anymore it's all you've got youtube mm-hmm. youtube university that part <laughs> <laughs> so i'm glad um charles asked that question and i'm glad you mentioned what you um just said because actually i wanted to ask you about that your other your other businesses because um you are an all-around business woman and, um, you know, I know we were talking a lot about stocks and the group and things like that, but I want to even touch on just even like your very first businesses and what did that look like? And, you know, some challenges even in that, you know, that you've dealt with or, you know, have gone through uh, and, and like you said, just um, being in a completely um, online business too, right? Because there's, there's a lot of conversation around that, like it's brick and mortar even needed, you know, nowadays for a certain industry. Right, right. Yeah. Um, You know, um, when I when I got on Love and Hip Hop, I realized that I'm on this huge, huge stage every Monday night. Um, You know, we were like one of the highest rated, if not the highest rated at the time reality show in the nation and it's like I have the opportunity to sell anything on this stage while I'm here and we only have 12 weeks to be here so I'm going to put on a performance. Now one thing with me on the show my character was like the, the glam girl. I was always dressed nice, my makeup was always flawless, my hair was always flawless so everybody wanted to know oh what lip color was that girl what product or oh my gosh like you know I would I was really big on wearing like lip stay like products that don't come off because you know I don't want to reapply all day and we're drinking and I don't want you know so people would always ask me and that was literally the first thing that triggered like okay I need to start a cosmetic line now I didn't know where to start or how to start and I didn't want to get in over my head so I started with lip products and I started with creating lip products that you know were matte but moisturizing yeah so you know just not even having a plan I just you know got on the internet and looked at some different vendors and started like picking colors that I like to wear clothes that would last all day long but then you know addressing issues that I had you know with my makeup like at one point in time we weren't allowed um, to wear 
false eyelashes with eyelash glue. Mona required everyone to have hair glue because with eyelash glue, it, it didn't get tacky enough and she would have to stop filming so many times to, t- to tack an eyelash down, you know, and then we would be on set. We, it, it soon would be interrupted so much because of eyelashes and lipstick. So I said, okay, let me create a lip product that, that won't come off. But I don't want it to be harsh and dry because you're going to have the Gucci Man crack lips. <laughs> so I wanted it to be moisturized, I wanted it to last. And then I wanted nice, bold, bright colors that, you know, complement different skin tones and that give you different options. And, you know, with that, of course, we did the lip liners. And then I also created lip care, um, vitamin E sticks and exfoliator sticks because we are wearing those, you know, matte, matted out colors. And because I wear my long nails, I can't dig my nail in a little pot to, to get the... It, it, it won't work. I'm get all my so I created an exfoliator stick that you know is neat, it's cute. You don't get it on your fingers. I literally just started creating products out of my personal need and out of seeing seeing you know what we needed on set and the problems that we had on set. So um, when I would go on TV on Monday night, they would want, oh, what color are you wearing? Right here, available at Carberry Beauty, and that's you know pretty much kind of how it started. And then as I made more money, I reinvested it back into the company. Oh, we're adding a new, uh, we're adding pearl lip glosses now, and oh, we're adding body cream, right? This. So that's just pretty much how it started because of who I was, who I had available to sell to and what they needed. Um, and then, you know, when the pandemic hit, I'm like, damn, people ain't going to be wearing makeup. But I got this hair oil and like my hair oil is my number one selling product. But I'm like, OK, I know what I'm going to do. And I, I literally roller set my hair, did a video in my bathroom, uh, combing through my hair, showing my scalp and just saying, guys, it's a pandemic. We're stuck at home. Ladies, black women, especially, you know how it is. You ain't going out with your hair not done you're not you know you can't who gonna do your hair putting your hair you can't get your hair done you don't have to worry about look your hair looking greasy you know white women asian women you don't have to worry about your hair looking greasy. there's no literally this is the only time that you can be as ugly as you want to be get that oil drench your scalp you know let it sit in i was like i i think i said um i did a hot oil treatment overnight i was supposed to rinse it out but this is the third day i haven't even rinsed it out you know because who's gonna see me and basically like we don't know what what's gonna happen but let's not don't come out this pandemic ball-headed and i think I sold $34,000 worth of hair oil with that post. I, I sold out of hair oil. And I was actually upset because I couldn't even restock um, because I had to close my office down. So I didn't have my employees. I literally had to make the oil at home. But then like my assistant, she'll put it in the in the bins and we'll take it over to the office. And, and we have like the bottle machines and the filler machines and stuff like that. So I have a full team that does it. I can't sit at the table and... D- you know, so I was like, okay, I have orders. People, it's on back order. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Dan Rue, the guy that dances with the beard on Instagram. You know, he FaceTimed me one day and I was like, I'm just stressed out trying to make this oil, these oils. He's like, I'll come help you. I'm like, yeah, right. When I tell you that man pulled up and another one of my homeboys pulled up and we were at my dining room table uh, during the pandemic to like five in the morning making hair oil bottles. And I'm like, okay, th- th- these are real friends. Like these are real friends, you know? So I would just find a need and fill it, fulfill it. It's not rocket science. And, you know, oh, the industry is oversaturated. There's room for everybody. And then, you know, my line, I wanted it to be vegan and paraben free. When I found out I was having a daughter, I'm like, okay, I know she's going to be on my lap while I'm doing makeup. And I know I'm going to be kissing her all day. I don't want my lips stick all on her and giving her rashes. So, you know, I always tell people who cares what anyone else is doing or anyone else is selling. If they're selling it, that means that someone wants it. So you can buy it too. You can sell it too. Um, In terms of like manufacturing these products, because I mean, the makeup and the lipstick, that probably is pretty complicated. 
Um, are you sourcing that from overseas and bringing it locally or what does that look like? Both. Um, so I have um, one, my a main plant that's in uh, Florida, then I have another one in China. Um, and I actually kind of work really closely with, with both of them, um, depending on the product. If I want, of course, in America, it's going to be a lot more expensive. Um, and China is going to be more cost effective, but then the shipping costs are so much more. And, you know, with the pandemic, Jesus in heaven. When I ordered my workbooks, I ordered a certain amount by air and the rest by sea, and they kept being delayed, 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 delayed. So mm-hmm. because of the pandemic, it's like if they say it's going to take 36 days, it could take 46, 56, 66. So it's a lot more question, a lot more chance. So at the end of the day, you know, um, I've, I've learned, especially with the pandemic, to to try to start as advanced as possible when I'm releasing new products and new things. Um, I launched my book finally on Black Friday um, because we were supposed to launch in, in June. The pandemic caused all types of delays so we did a pre-sale and we thought out of the of the items we had but again the pre-sale i told i didn't guarantee anybody to get books we we shipped out the books we got by air and the books i had by sea were so delayed people were furious but they didn't read fine print the pre-sale was a 30-day delay 30-day delay and no one had to wait 30 days but you know under promise and over deliver exactly exactly so basically um it's it's complications dealing with either either one whether you do it in america or whether you do it in china it's just you know you got to pick your poison so again i have vendors in both um but you know just do your research it's it's hit and miss um i've worked with companies i love companies i hate it but at the end of the day before i make that huge investment i always get tons of samples and i get different rounds of samples because you can send me your best stuff the first round, you know. So never, like, I didn't know you could do that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, I mean, you have to pay for the samples, granted, and it, it, it it'll delay your process a little bit, especially if you're getting something from China. You might have to wait two weeks to get this first sample, and then make tweaks, and then another three weeks to get the next one. So if the if you're anytime I'm doing a launch from a company overseas, I try to start as early as possible. Like we, I started in 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 uh, January planning my um, my uh, six nineteen release for black independence day and even that was a little late you know but we're on track thankfully but like it's still gonna cut down to the wire because i'm dealing with overseas so so before we wrap i have one question where are you headed next what are your goals for your business going forward um i don't know if i would say my goals for my business but my i would say my ultimate goal is to live 100 off my interest um so Whatever that means, you know, however yeah. to get there. Um, I just don't ever want to spend anything I earn, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm I I truly want to create generational wealth um, for my descendants that aren't even thought of yet. Um, I want to give, you know, my family and my community the what white people and Asian people give their families and communities that we think we call it spoiling or, right. you know, it's just it's it's so crazy. Um, how we have been retrained to think by, you know, Jim Crow laws and, you know, Western education, because that's not, that's, that's never been the case. Um, you know, so I, I love, I love learning. I love working. I love, you know, growing. I love having fun. So, you know, I kind of just figure out how to do it all in one. <laughs> yeah. it, nice. it doesn't feel like work when you enjoy it. Right. Awesome. Super powerful interview. Um, your life is an inspiration. It's kind of cool just seeing how you think while also like being a pretty woman, it's like most pretty women, they're not clicking the gears. I don't know. Maybe that's me being. You know, no, no, no. You know, I mean, Marilyn Monroe said it takes a very smart brunette with dumb blonde. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people, they don't think that I'm smart or that I know anything or whatever. And I'm totally fine with that because at the end of the day, 
if you think that I'm not catching on, you're going to say a lot of things that you think I'm not paying attention to. And, you know, you basically you're I've learned more from people that never taught me anything <laughs> intentionally than I have from people that try to, you know, sit down and teach me something. So, um, yeah, I definitely think, you know, I don't, I don't see it as a disadvantage at, at all. I definitely think that, you know, being um, under assuming, I, I guess you could say, is is a strength um, when most people probably see it as a weakness. But again, you know, I just created the whole, whole brand, Stop Market Tips from the Bad Bitch, because at the end of the day, you want to look like me, girl, I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but I want to show you that you can look this way and still be well-spoken and still you know, have nice things and still live well. Like, let's get out of that mentality that, you know, you, you got to have, you, you can only do well if, if you have a, a man by your side doing well. Now, don't get it twisted because the man on my side going to be doing well. <laughs> but, you know, that I don't, that's not a, a, a need like, oh, I need you because of this. No, I don't, I don't need you for anything, but you need to have your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like Rashana oh. Scott right now. <laughs> okay, yeah. What you trying to say, child? Chicago <laughs> women, listen. Oh, what, what part of Chicago are you from? South side. Yes. Born yes. and raised. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know where grandma's house at. Okay. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm going to DM you, sis. Send me her number because I want it back. I mm-hmm. want it. And she just sold it a couple months ago, so. Yeah, we're gonna have to look into that. Mm-hmm. Right. I want it. Well, so this last, awesome. We do ask a few quick questions. They're kind of like a, like a fire round type question um, okay. before we wrap. What is your favorite business or real estate book? Um, or stock book. Or stock book, stock market test from a best bitch. What you talk about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm a big fan of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, I, I definitely yeah. feel like uh, just the, the background story that Robert Kiyosaki told was amazing how he, his own dad told him to go ask the neighbor and that's pretty much how he learned everything and by playing Monopoly. I love yeah. it. Have you read that book, Rashana? I know you read his mm-hmm. other series. I don't know if you read the first one though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. I sure did. I sure did. Um, the next question is um, what does success mean to you? Waking up and deciding what, what you want to do and, and picking what you want to do based off how you feel. I never want to like wake up and feel like I have to do this thing to to make ends meet or to, to live. Like every morning I get up, I do what I want to do, right. whether it's work or play. Like if I decide to take the day off or the week off or the month off or the year off, I'm still making money, you know? So have, being being truly free, having that freedom, that's to me, that's what success is. What, what sets apart successful investors from those who give up or business people? from those who give up, fail, or never get started? Um, I think the only difference is when you fail, you get back up. Um, The question is not, will you fail? Yes, you will. (laughs) You will, and you might do it over and over and over again. Failure is not the problem. Defeat is. Mm. Um, And then there's a lot of people that are scared to even try. That, to me, that's a failure as well. Um, Every time you fall, you have a choice. Put your Band-Aid on, get back up and try again, or die. (laughs) So, I mean, as long as you're willing to get back up, you have a chance. Awesome. So that's the end of those questions. Did you have an answer to the, the first one? You know, not, that's I mean, fine, you know, I mean, it's weird. Like there's so many people that like I, I could list a million people, but I want to I want to like make it, you know, meaningful and really mean it. So I don't know why I'm just drawing a blank right now. All right. <laughs> Where can people find you, follow you or support what you have going on? OK, well, I have my link tree and my Instagram bio. That's probably the easiest way because I have a link to all of my websites, my social media pages, my YouTube, SoundClouds, all of that. 
So um, it's just my name on Instagram at Masika Kalisha. And if you click that link tree, it'll take you everywhere you need to go. Um, my book is available at stockmarkettipsfrombadbitch.com. That is a lot to type. So we got other ways to get you there. You can type Masika's stock tips. Dot com or the acronym scfbb.com um and either way it'll get you to the page kariebarbiebeauty.com is the cosmetic page masikakalisha.com take you to my music but again everything is just in my link tree um you know follow me double tap you know don't jump in my dms unless you know what i'm saying <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh yes this was awesome this was fun i was super was. excited about this um and again i just want to say thank you for what you're doing you know it's, it's people i don't want to say they're shocked but i think you know it's maybe they are a little shocked like everything that that catapulted me into doing what i'm doing came from what i learned from what black men have done and i think you know that's very important to say because the black man has been beat up so much and you know we're thugs and you're you know all these undervalued things when there ain't nothing stronger than a black man on this earth but a black woman but uh, (laughs) you know so in a time where you know black men are getting shot for reaching for their seatbelt or you know just it's it's so intimidating and scary to be black knowing that you have black educated men that have you know not just learned something for their good but taken time to put together courses for other people and like that are affordable and obtain and easy to understand you know like I mean I can't I can't say it enough it was if it wasn't for you know certain black men like yourself I don't know if I would have you know probably got to this 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 realm so quickly or at all yeah look at you got a whole book got a whole group got a whole listen and I knew the book was gonna do do good but I it, I was literally floored I just ordered 10,000 more wow yeah. so wow. I'm in my I'm in my home office and um I got a couple I got a, a little bit of inventory over there just a little bit so this is uh for my clothing store those are some books and some um makeup I I got books everywhere. I got these are all books that I have to sign to ship out my PR kits and stuff. And then I have uh, have five thousand books in my garage and my my fourth tandem spot, slight flex. And then I have my warehouse full of books as well. Um, I completely sold out of my uh, initial ten thousand books um, that we ordered Black Friday. So you know, I had to reorder, and it's just like I have no publisher. No, I'm not on Amazon. I had to hire more people just to do the fulfillment and. You know, like all, all I can say is, you know, I didn't I didn't write this book for me to make money. I, I made money. I wrote this book for everyone else to make money. And of course, I ended up making, you know, a nice profit as well. But like it, it's it's something in I, it, like that wasn't the objective. My objective was to get this knowledge out as, as much as I could. So I'm just very blessed and very grateful and very appreciative. And, um, you know, I need to check out and see what your latest courses are so I can learn some more. <laughs> oh, I don't teach options, though. I'm not I'm not doing that. Maybe when I do the options book, maybe we can collab on that because... That'd be cool. You know, I... I, I yeah, that'd be dope. That's an idea? <laughs> that's an Charles idea. Charles is open to all business ideas, okay? <laughs> that's an idea. Let's talk about that later. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. This was such a great interview. I love thank hearing you. your story about just hustling through it regardless, you know, not even knowing where to start, but just like you said, fulfilling a need. 
Um, and I think that was definitely the recurrent thing, you know, that came up and, and you ended up coming out on top and you're going to continue to come out on top because you yes. understand supply and demand. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, girl. Economics one on one. That part. That part. That's the part. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It was amazing. And I'm definitely tuned into your show. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll have all her information in the show notes. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you leave us a rating and review. We like five-star reviews. My name is Charles Oglesby with Mr. Shana Scott, the realtor of the year, signing off. What's going on, podcast listeners? This is your man, Donald The Voice, the official editor and podcast producer of the Oglesby and Scott Show. And listen, I just had to come in and tell you that we appreciate your listenership. And I want to give you a special offer for listening to this podcast. If you have voiceover, podcast, or video editing needs, let's talk. You can go over to DonaldTheVoice.com forward slash contact, and I'll be happy to talk with you about what you need and how I can serve you. You want to sound good and look good so that people can feel good and do good as a result of listening or watching your content. And I'm here to help you make that happen. So let's talk. Go over to DonaldTheVoice.com forward slash contact, and we'll talk. Have a good rest of the day. Day, evening, morning, whatever time it is, and I'll talk to you soon.